Welcome to Season 2 of the To Health With That podcast, where we break up big health topics into small bites. I'm Amy, and this season I'll share all the tips, tricks, and hacks you need to get healthy with an MTHFR mutation in a step-by-step, week-by-week process. I can't wait. This week, let's carry on with our little MTHFR and anxiety micro-series. We've talked about how MTHFR and anxiety are linked a couple of times, and we've had an interview with anxiety expert Jennifer Bronznick, but all of that still doesn't answer one of the biggest questions that I get almost weekly, which is, what can I take to help me fix it? Well, good question. And obviously, everybody responds differently to different supplements, just like they do with medications. But here are a few of my favorites with some perspective about how they interact with MTHFR. I'm hoping it goes without saying, but balancing your methylation should always be the first step to dealing with anxiety because, of course, getting your folate balance right is going to help. The rest of these are to clean up whatever's left. So let's talk GABA. GABA is, in my opinion, a highly underrated supplement. It's an inhibitory neurotransmitter, meaning it decreases the likelihood that neurons will fire or send signals. In the overactive brain of someone with anxiety, this is precisely what we're going for. It's also crucial to healthy brain function, with an estimated 60 to 75% of all neurons being GABAergic, or responsive to GABA. There's been a long-standing debate in the research world whether or not GABA that you take by mouth can possibly cross the blood-brain barrier. It's certainly well-absorbed, and blood levels rise sharply within 30 minutes of taking it, but it's much harder to demonstrate brain levels in a research study. So research evidence and theorizing exist on both sides of the fence, but due to its potent clinical effects, I tend to think that either it does cross the blood-brain barrier, or it takes action on something else which has calming effect on the central nervous system, and that's just as good. GABA is probably most known as a sleep aid, helping to calm restless minds into healthy sleep. For anxiety, however, it reduces your feeling of actual anxiety and tension, but also helps to reduce cortisol levels, that's your stress hormone, increase parasympathetic nervous system activity as measured through the vagus nerve, which means your nervous system is trending more towards relaxation than stimulation. The doses used in research tend to be between 30 and 100 milligrams for anxiety. There is a great systematic review article about GABA and its effects on anxiety from Frontiers in Neuroscience that's linked in the complete show notes if you want to look for that. GABA is the type of supplement that I feel kind of creeps up on anxiety. What I mean by that is taking a dose regularly that is just below the dose that would make you sleepy, right, and that might take some trial and error to figure out, isn't necessarily going to change your life in that first week but it does help to get your body into a rhythm of functioning without as much hypervigilance. And I love this because it takes the edge off so that you can actually work on mindfulness or work on breaking mental bad habits in a more protected mental space. Like the GABA makes it easier to see the things your mind is doing that it doesn't necessarily need to be doing. As an aside, GABA also shows really remarkable clinical promise for type 1 diabetes, which is insulin-dependent. 
In a much larger dose than the, than the one taken for anxiety, GABA helps to boost insulin response in fasting and non-fasting conditions and may help to protect and res- restore pancreatic beta cells. While this has very little to do with anxiety and the way we tend to think of it, there is a link between anxiety and blood sugar, as we discussed a couple of weeks ago. So that's just interesting. There's only one relevant study pertaining to MTHFR and GABA levels, and this study shows that mice with MTHFR polymorphisms tend to have altered levels of many neurotransmitters, including GABA, in different brain segments relative to quote-unquote wild-type mice. The study shows that mice who are heterozygous for an MTHFR SNP showed altered levels of both GABA, which is inhibitory, and glutamate, which is excitatory, in the amygdala, the cerebellum, the hippocampus, and the thalamus. Now, another supplement for anxiety that I just love is passionflower, or passiflora incarnata. Outside of having one of my favorite names in all of herbal medicine, passionflower is remarkable as a calming and soothing agent for anxiety. It can be used very short-term, so it's very fast-acting and very immediate, and produces a noticeable clinical effect. It's been studied, actually reasonably well, to help patients remain calm before dental or surgical procedures, or even for use in long-term neuropsychiatric conditions such as generalized anxiety disorder and post-traumatic stress disorder. In both cases, passionflower shows remarkable benefits. A comparison study between liquid passionflower extract and the pharmaceutical drug oxazepam, which is a benzodiazepine, showed equivalent clinical effectiveness over a period of 28 days. That's pretty remarkable. Passionflower has also been used to help people who are addicted to opiates to successfully withdraw. So studies showing passionflower as an addition to clonidine, which is the standard of care, demonstrate better handling of mental symptoms in the clonidine plus passionflower group than clonidine alone. Passion flower can be taken as a tea, a liquid extract, or as a capsule or tablet. And as with all herbal medicines, quality really matters, and it's important to find products that follow the highest standards of manufacture and testing. While passion flower hasn't been specifically studied for use in folks with MTHFR mutations, it works well clinically in a wide range of people, and I've seen great results in my own clients, the majority of whom do tend to have MTHFR polymorphisms. Also, it's pretty easy to tolerate, and side effects are really minimal, so it's a win-win. The other category of herbs that I really love are adaptogenic herbs. So adaptogens are kind of magical. They're herbs that help the human body resist stressors of all kinds. They quite literally help us adapt to all manner of situations with grace and strength, both literal and metaphorical. The most well-known adaptogens are herbs like ginseng, ashwagandha, and licorice, which might just as well come with a subheading that says strong like bull. While there is sadly no research specific to MTHFR and adaptogens, there is a literal boatload of research on adaptogens and anxiety. Ashwagandha, for instance, has been shown to reduce both the feelings of anxiety and also cortisol levels, which is the most available biomarker for anxiety, after 60 days in adults with a history of chronic stress. In general, the effects of adaptogens on cortisol levels and conditions associated with excessive cortisol, including anxiety, fatigue, abdominal obesity, and metabolic syndrome, are extremely well known. These are wonderful therapies for the management of long-term stress and anxiety disorder, although I think it's best to use these with practitioner supervision and guidance. 
Licorice, for instance, is one of my favorite herbs of all time, but it is known to elevate blood pressures and so is perfect for skinny, high-strung, anxious women like myself, but not a good option for someone who struggles with blood pressure or cardiac issues. There's three great options if you do have MTHFR and you're struggling with some residual anxiety that's left over after your folate has been balanced. If you still haven't worked on balancing your folate, then please, please do that first, because that will take the biggest chunk and be the most clinically effective long term. Thank you so much for listening today. I do appreciate it. And if you feel like it, check out our newsletter. We, I send out a once-weekly newsletter, and you can sign up for that at tohealthwiththat.com or our MTHFR community, Genetic Rockstars, and that's at community.tohealthwiththat.com. See you next week.